got wine. Joe does. We're drinking Joe got Cabernet Sauvignon today on the wind down. Welcome back to the wind down, everyone. We have a fantastic episode for you today. We are talking structured notes. It may be a new concept to you. Uh, or you may have heard of them. What we're trying to do today is go over some frequently asked questions that we're getting from clients. We do utilize structured notes, and we thought it'd be a good exercise to kind of walk you through just the basics on them. What are they? How do they work? Where do you buy them? And what's the purpose of them? So uh, stay tuned and and listen all the way through because it's power packed. And I say this at the end of the show. I'll say it at the beginning. What we are trying to explain is something that is obviously uh best to be able to sit down and really kind of get back and forth on questions. We're taking some of the most common questions we've had asked. We try to explain it as good as possible, but if you'd like to read about it, go to the website, go to the blog page. We've got a whole article written on the structured notes. We also, the beginning of the year are going to have a webinar where we do this with a little bit better visuals and we'll walk you back through it. So to consider this like structured notes 101. If you would like to have a conversation with Merce and I, we would love to be able to talk to you. Go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. Our calendar will come up and we will be glad to hop on a 15-minute complimentary phone call with you to answer any questions you have. But before we get into this episode, we have to do a very quick disclosure. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Let's wind on down. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. And here we sit on the last Monday of November. It's unbelievable. This is our wind down, but it's going to be power packed. So, Morgan, can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today? We are talking about structured notes today and the frequently asked questions around them. Uh, to start it off, we're going to discover what they are, how they're issued, who they're issued by, how do they work. What are the risks around them? Can you sell them? When would the notes get called? And what are the costs to buy them? But before we get started on that, wanted to talk a little bit about the wine that we're drinking. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, the, wine down. Skip the whole wine down. <laughs> jump right into business. <laughs> Today, we are drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon from Joel Gott Winery in California. It's in the Napa Valley, and it's kind of a fruity forward Cabernet, if I would say. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. But I mean, wine is wine. When we don't want to talk about wine, let's let's talk about these things called structured notes. That's super exciting. That is super exciting. <laughs> so what are they, right? And what are structured notes? Well, let me just say this on our discussion today is that we are going to keep this somewhat high level. And uh, some of these things, as we explain them, would be a little bit better or easier if we were doing it visually. But we're going to try to describe things in a way to help you visualize them. And I will say that to think about what they are, think about the title. They are a structured note. And that means that a bank 
uh, is going to structure the note so that it will it will perform really for one of two categories, risk managed growth or income. The ones that Merce and I are using right now are all income-based. So just to kind of understand how they work, a bank will basically look at a couple of different elements. They're going to look at interest rates. They're going to look at volatility in the stock market. And they're going to look at some indexes, which we'll go into a little bit more a little bit later. And based on those elements, they're going to come out and say, hey, we think that we could pay a certain amount of a coupon rate or interest rate over a period of time. The beauty of these is, is that we are able to kind of build them to fit whatever we want. So if we say, I want to be guaranteed for the next six months, well, then I'm going to make less money than if I say I want it being guaranteed for the next three. So we'll go into that in a little bit more detail. Big picture here is they're going to be structured to either give us risk managed growth or income. And the ones that we talk about the most are income structured. So who are they issued by? So they are, Raiden already said it, they're issued by banks, banks like your JP Morgan or your Morgan Stanley or any other major bank out there. They all have the ability to issue them. And just like when you're picking a bank or you're, you're picking an advisor or you're picking an insurance company that you want to work with, you want to evaluate the risk that's going to come with that bank because it's they are the one that's backing the note. And it's not the government. Not A bank can't just keep printing money like the government can. So there is some underlying risk to the bank that you choose. So all the banks that we're looking at are very highly credit rated um, and and have a lot of deposits on them. Uh, but ultimately, what we do is when we when we're going to purchase an, a note, we are going and shopping banks. We're going to the banks and saying, "Hey, here here are my stipulations, those structures that Raiden was talking about. Here's the different things that I want, and here's how much money we're going to put into this note, and what can you offer us?" And so the bank is going to come back to us with an offering based off of our criteria. So, but ultimately, it's the bank who's issu issuing them. So once you pick one, how do they work? Okay, so now I'm going to need you to put on some of that uh, mind's eye that you can see and visualize things. And I'm going to, again, not talk about a specific structured note because we could do so many things with them, but I'm just going to use general terms and general explanation. So what happens is, and I'm going to talk about now, again, we could go a hundred different ways on how they could be structured. I'm just going to use one of the structures because uh, we don't want to get bogged down into a ton of details, but here's the way they work. We're going to start with an underlying stock or index. We personally like to look at indexes and we want to look at large indexes that are not super volatile. And typically, in order to dial the risk down even further, we're going to use at least three indexes as our underlier. Now, let me explain kind of how that works. Big picture. What's going to happen is, is all three of my indexes, when I, when I buy them, are going to have a beginning start date. Once that occurs, I am now going to have a few different things that could occur. If my indexes, all three of my indexes are uh, negative or flat, then I am going to get a coupon payment. And let's just for this purpose say that the coupon payment is 12%. That means every month I'm going to get a 1% coupon payment on that buy. Now, there's a couple of variables here. And that is what we have, or which are called some barriers. And uh, I'll explain that a little bit more later. So these barriers work this way. If any one of those indexes are down by the barrier amount, so let's just say it's 
So I buy this in, let's just use the S&P 500 as one of my indexes. Let's say that that index is, uh, one of the indexes is down 30% or more from the date I buy it. I'm not going to get a coupon payment that month. I didn't lose any money. I just didn't get my coupon payment. So that's one aspect of the product. The second one is my principal barrier. And my principal barrier says if any one of those indexes are down 40% or more in this, in this example, they can vary, uh, then I would... I would then on the date of the renewal of the contract, I could be down by that 40% or more. So here's the, the key of way the way we build them. We want to build them so that the risk of that occurring is less than 10%. And that the amount of time that we hold it could be anywhere from six months to two, three years. Uh, we try to keep them on the shorter term. So again, we're going to have a coupon payment based on the month. We're going to have a uh, principal barrier based on the time of the actual structured products. High level, we can go back and talk about that further. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. You mentioned barriers a couple of times. What, what do you mean when you say barrier? All right, Merce, can you go in that a little bit more and explain the barrier? Yeah, so look at the barrier as a line kind of drawn in the sand that if we go below this point, then we're not going to get uh, one of two things. We're not going to get the coupon payment. So in the example of it being a 12% coupon annualized, that means you'll get 1% of that every single month. But if the coupon barrier has been breached, you're, you've gone past that line in the sand, on the date of what they say, date of valuation. So say you bought it, you bought the note on January 1 and we get to, um, a month, you know, it's look, they're looking at it on the first of every month. And if we're looking at it on say March or April 1st and the, the index has breached past the coupon barrier, that means you're not going to get that coupon just for that month. Now, the index, as we know, volatility, as we see the markets move every day, the indexes can go back above that barrier. And the next month, April or May of the next month, uh, the first day, if as long as we were back above that coupon barrier, we're going to get that coupon for that month. So that's one of them. The other barrier is going to be your principal protection. So the, these notes are providing coupon interest payments. They're also providing a level of protection from losing principal. Not guaranteed that you're going to uh, not lose rent principal, but uh, there is a high level that you're going to get your uh, principal back. So if you now, I was talking monthly on the coupons. On the barrier, it's very important to understand on the principal barrier, the only way that you can lose money in this in this structured note is at the end of the term not on the month but on the end of the end of the term so let's say we bought it january 1 of 2022 and we are now at january 1 of 2023 and it's a 12 month term so we've hit it for we've been in it for one year doesn't matter what the indexes do in between that one year window all that matters is on january 1 of 2023 where are we at from a principal protection barrier? Have we pierced below that number? So in Raiden's case, it was a 40% uh, 
protection. As long as the indexes, the worst of the indexes has not fallen more than 40%, you get your uh, principal back. So maybe you paid $1,000 to get this note. We're going to see that happen 90% of the time. There's a 10% chance where uh, we could be down past the barrier of the protection. So say we're down 41%. Well, that means that that one note uh, will lose uh, some of its principal. It's going to lose about 41% because now the barrier has been broken. We're at the date of recognition and, and it's below. So we could lose our principal there. But also realize that for a lot of this, you probably got some coupon payments. So you could say, well, man, it's, I'm down 40% in this note, but you actually got coupon payments all along. So you're not down a true 40%. Uh, and we can get into you know how do we structure these and what's the strategy. But ultimately what we're doing is we're buying small chunks and so that we are laddering and being very careful about how much we put into each of these notes. So we're diversifying even the risk of a barrier being uh, breached. So what are the risks associated with the structured ah, We We talked about a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. But what, what I was going to say is, is that there's actually a couple different things that we have to keep in mind. Number one is the bank, the issuing bank. Uh, and then the second one is the barriers that we talked about. So we could actually build a structured product that was at high risk. Uh, we could use a very high-risk underlier, and we could try to say that we'd only want a barrier that's 10% instead of 40%. And the more we do that, the higher our coupon rate's going to be, but the higher the risk is going to be. So what Merce and I are trying to do is when we buy these, we are trying to structure them so that the risk is less than a 10% chance on the principal barrier being breached. And that is backtesting it uh, for a long, long time. Now, the other one is the bank. So we only want to use very high quality banks to make sure that we're not going to run into any kind of an issue there. So you take a JP Morgan, for example, uh, could there be problems? There could be. Uh, but that kind of leads us to the to to a question of can I sell them? And we'll get to that in just a couple minutes. Well, that actually was oh, my that next was question. your next question. <laughs> yeah. So can you sell them? The answer is yes. Uh, realize that there are some intricacies as to how it works. Do you sell them? Do you get your money back? Do you lose money? Do you make money? Ultimately, uh, the way that these notes are structured, um, the bank in the background is doing some background investing in the options market and derivatives market. So if they are, uh, it's all going to depend on timing as to when you want to sell. If you buy it, if you buy it today and you want to sell it tomorrow, very likely you're going to lose money on it because you're committing to a term with the bank and the, the bank has now created an investment around this term and they're buying agreements or options to these different indexes for a period of time. If you exit or if you tell the bank, I want to exit early, well, they will do that. But what they're going to have to do is shop for an exiting. They're going to pay a penalty and ultimately they're going to transition that penalty down to you. Now, there is a possibility where the options could be what they call in the money, which means they are positive and you could actually make money on the sale. But ultimately, the moral of the story here is that you really don't want to be buying these if you're not going to be ready to hold it to whatever term that you're buying. So we're buying shorter term ones right now, anywhere between 12 to 18 months, and we're not putting a ton of money in them, into them either. So we're keeping plenty of liquidity on the side so that very rarely would someone have to completely exit any of these positions. So when would the notes get called? So let's just talk about what that means first, getting called, okay? So the the, the notes that we are buying, so Merce talks about these, these terms, a 12-month term or an 18-month term. The likelihood that we will hold it for that whole term is highly unlikely. Why? Because likely 
those these notes are going to get called and they work off of what we call an auto call. When that call means that the bank could actually call the note back, right? They could bring it back in and void out the the the, the note. So the way we're buying them right now is we say we want three months that the bank cannot call it. So we buy it for three months. We're, we're going to get our coupon. After the three months, if any, uh, if the least performing index is either positive or flat, that means two of them are positive. The, the worst one is either flat or a little bit positive. This note will automatically get called. And that means that we're now going to have to go out and buy another one. So you think about it. We're buying notes right now with the market down. Uh, the likelihood is, is the market comes back up. It doesn't have to go very far at all to say that it's a little bit positive or flat. And so they're going to get automatically called. So it is a lot of work on our part to have to keep these things rotating, but we are way more likely that they're going to get called early than we're going to hold them for the duration of the, of the term. And to add to that, just like on the coupon, when you get your coupon, it's based off of where the indexes are on the date, the date evaluation on the, uh, say January 1st, like I was doing in that example, same thing with the call, the call can only happen on the date evaluation. So that's what they're looking at. Um, and then there was one other thing that I had in my mind that I wanted to clarify, but I, if it comes back to me, Morgan, I'll, I'll jump it back okay. in. Well, I was wondering what are the costs to buy them? So the, it's an interesting story. The cost used to be pretty expensive to buy these. If you go back 20, 30, 40 years ago, and the structured note world was really, really designed for the ultra rich and the hedge fund world and everything like that. Now with, with, with efficiencies that have come across trading platforms and everything like that, and the ability for banks to start doing what they're doing, uh, the costs have come down significantly. Uh, and to where it is now more available to your average investor. Uh, but the only way I told a client this today, actually, that we were, she was asking questions about the notes and I told her, you could, you could not go to JP Morgan yourself really, and just buy these with, uh, you know, a couple thousand dollars. It takes a few million dollars to structure these deals. And so the advantage that she has working with us is that we're working with a large group of people and millions of dollars. And so when we go to banks, they want our business and they're, they're going to try to structure those in our favor because we're not giving them a couple thousand dollars. We're giving them a few million dollars in each different buy. And so they want that money, uh, which is going to give us some, a little bit of an advantage. But the cost has gone down tremendously uh, and the availability has gone up uh, uh, very much if you're working with the right group. Um, so we see it as a really good tool, especially in times of volatility, especially when there's so much uncertainty in the markets. These do have a decent level of predictability as far as what you're going to get out of them and also what the risk is. Yeah. And I just want to say that uh, we know that trying to describe something like this on a on a show, a podcast that is pretty much you listening to us talk uh, could be difficult. So there's a couple of things that I'm going to tell you that you can do to help you get this uh, maybe a little bit better understanding. One is we do have a blog that is written on this very topic. You can go to our website, which is pomwealth.net forward slash blog. Uh, and then if that's not going to be good enough, which we don't think it will be. So in the next uh, little bit, our plan is the first of the year is that we're going to do a webinar on this particular topic. And we'll be able to have visuals at that point to walk you through exactly how they look. And so we'll be coming out with information on that. Make sure you keep uh, an eye out on our website, on our events page, and we'll have that listed with all the information that you would need to be able to get be a part of that webinar. But thank you very much. We hope we have not confused you to the, to the uh, largest degree, but at least given you some insight 
Uh, I'll close with this. The structured notes give us a nice income stream and can be structured to have very, very low risk, not correlated to the stock market. And that's probably the biggest part of the story. So keep that in mind. But thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed the wind down. We'll talk to you again next Monday. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.